You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes, and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Podzilla, king of the casters. I am your host, NB Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper is very easily distracted when we throw food on the ground. He likes catching it. He does. Which, I mean, you can do it with a person with goldfish, but he is a dog, so it is dog food. Yeah. Be a little easier <laughs> little... with a person. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Cast All right, we, we have, because of scheduling stuff and because of the fact that we are going to see Dominion uh, today and need to make our showing... Uh, we are going to keep this short and sweet 40-minute episode, In and Out, Quick Adventure. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about general thoughts real quick. Yeah, so we're, uh, this is our episode on you know, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, on their the penultimate episode of our Jurassic Summer series, yeah. where just one more, just one more to go, Nolan! <laughs> and, yeah, so we saw Fallen Kingdom today. And I guess we could start with our overall thoughts. Yeah. In uh, that... I really had a fun time with this one. I mean, I think it's helped greatly in my perception by the fact that we are watching it so far on the... It's so quick on the heels of watching Jurassic World, because... Like, I didn't watch Jurassic World beyond... This when I watched it in theaters... And never again until we watched it for this podcast, Jurassic World. So there were like three years between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and watching it, watching them this close on the heel, this is very clearly an improvement. Yes. I don't, I still think it's a bad, I don't like the movie. I still think it's a bad. Uh, and I, so, mm-hmm. my dad got mad at me when we saw this in theaters. Because... A little bit. Not like, not like crazy mad, but he got, he got a little snippy. Because the what? I laughed really, really fucking hard when Blue jumps <laughs> away from an explosion <laughs> in, in real theaters. time. Whoa. In theaters, that was just the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing, and I started losing it. And my dad kind of just, we get it. You're smarter than the movie. Now just watch. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, yeah, I, I think this is, what, okay, what is with the odd-numbered Jurassic movies? You got Jurassic Park 1, you know, miles away the best one, and then we had a good time with Jurassic Park 3, which again, odd one, and now here's Fallen Kingdom, the fifth one, I think I had... Not quite as much fun as with Jurassic Park 3, because there are, like, more yeah. genuinely good moments in 3. I do think Fallen Kingdom's better than Lost World. Yes, that's, that's, I don't know if that's uh, even a really hot take at this point, but that is, yeah. I yeah. think this is better than Jurassic World because it explores some interesting new environments. Because mm-hmm. the theme park thing is kind of neat, but it's also very, like, sterile. Yeah. Like, there's so many labs, there's so many, like... Yeah, yeah, I Cold it. metal walls kind of thing. I really liked the um, the finale of this movie where the, uh, the the new dinosaur, the Endoraptor, is chasing around the people in, like, this, like, Victor- like this old mansion. Yeah. It was so... It was very much fun. 
Okay, so what are the effects things uh, that you want to talk about with the movie? So I want to say that at first, the CG in this movie, because like we watched these back to back, Jurassic World CG is like pretty good, but there's like some moments where we go, oh, that's kind of aged poorly. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I yeah, think, still looks... Yeah, when a giant CG Louis C.K. <laughs> just wanders the island. Like, we didn't bring it up in episode because we didn't talk about the plot, but that was weird that 40 minutes of Jurassic <laughs> World is just a giant CGI Louis C.K. Oh, oh, a giant one. Not even a regular <laughs> size in the background. Like They go into the gyrosphere and it's just the Louis exhibit. <laughs> 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 just a massive cyc- yeah. well from the canon of this movie they probably could make cyclops and shit yeah it'd be fucking stupid and wild but I'd kind of yeah. love it okay on track on track yes. so I keep on okay, track so we effect- can't do our I'm thing. sorry okay effect <laughs> things the VFX in this movie are very good I think they hold up very well today um, compared to Jurassic World you know we're about to watch Dominion I wonder if you know this is coming out just now but there was a lot of really I liked the look of this movie a lot more than Jurassic World. I loved the set design. I loved, like, like this, you know, this mansion, this whole exhibit. Like, I think the Endoraptor is a more interesting monster than the Indominus Rex is. Specifically, specifically, I think it's the sizing of it. Because the Indominus Rex is like, oh, it's another T-Rex looking guy. He's big, huge. I think the, the Endoraptor is so cool because they made it, like, it's bigger than a raptor but it's just small enough that it can kind of like you know run around indoors in like normal places like I really liked that aspect of it I'm like ooh it's like a medium sized guy yeah yeah medium is premium for dinos in this movie (laughs) then there's like a sauropod in the basement that's like that wouldn't fit (laughs) but um other things like that so the CG there was enough of um there were actually a good amount of practical dinos in this movie compared to Jurassic World Jurassic World had literally, like, just the sauropod head, which was the best-looking thing in the movie. And this movie, like I said, the CG has gotten good enough Fallen Kingdom kind of thing onwards. It's like, I couldn't tell sometimes if it was practical or not. Yeah, with the the scene where the Indoraptor is lying down and kills Ted Levine. Um, Yeah, like, moments like that, it's like, that's a good thing. That's kind of... It has gone to the point where I'm like, oh, okay, like that is practical and that's good. And I like the actors, like the T Rex sleeping scene. Yeah, that was a pro- that was a practical one. So moments like that are good. And I remember, uh, I think it was Stan Winston, the same the same uh, technical company that did the original ones, yeah. which makes sense because oh my god, it looks so good. But the effects, yeah, the effects of the movie are great. I think um, it's it's a good effect driven movie. But it's really dumb. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. It's dumb, but it, my my take about this is I prefer interesting and really dumb versus boring. Okay. That's always where I'm going to go. Because, like, Jurassic... How do you describe it? I really like Jurassic Park, the first movie, right? Uh-huh. But I'm not, like, I'm not, like, clutching my pearls about it, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not, oh, this ruins the series. I'm like... Fuck it. <laughs> like, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, give me weird, crazy shit. Give me, like, a, a little girl being cloned. <laughs> like, do these balls-to-the-walls ideas, and that is why I'm especially excited I know nothing about Dominion. Yeah. I want at least one really fucking wild concept like that, where it's sand... 
Sam Neill died in 2005, and it's a clone of him. <laughs> and the, the Joker Raptor is like, it's good we had copies. And just like in fucking Snoke, there's just, there's just dozens of Sam Neills. Uh, okay, I don't know if we've mentioned this on mic before, how terrified slash excited I am to figure out what the fuck it means for a dinosaur <laughs> to be based on Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. <laughs> We're gonna know in like a matter of hours what it means. But I have no fucking idea. And yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really... Oh my god, I, I describe it. It's such a weird... This movie, Fallen Kingdom, is like this perfect... Like Jurassic Park 3, where I feel like this it's this mix I like of it. This is really stupid... But it has these really fun moments because of the stupidity. Like, oh my goodness. I think it, okay, I think, you know, those are, I didn't have that many VFX things that we, you know, we said be quick episode. We, I need most of this episode to be about the plot. Okay, let's go through the plot. So, we open up and a submarine is sawing off a, uh, a bone from the Indominus Rex's corpse. Yeah. Uh, in the Mosasaurus exhibit. Mm, they have to open the yeah. open them with the doors for it. And they do that, and then they send it up for a helicopter to pick it up from the water, mm. and then they're like backing up, and you see the Mosasaurus job and behind them <laughs> and a just, lit by the storm. You see the light you see the light in the ocean and just it extinguishes. <laughs> Yeah, so... Then there's a dude, like... And the thing that reveals the end is they um, they don't close the thing again. <laughs> oh, the guys try... So what happens there is the guy was... The guy was trying... Was waiting on them to respond, because he didn't want... The, the guy who opened the gate was like, didn't want to leave these mm. people to die, so he's waiting, and then it's like... Then they... Then he gets interrupted because a T-Rex, the the T-Rex, <laughs> the same from the first one, <laughs> attacks him, and he barely escapes on the helicopter on the ladder. Barely escapes. Mosasaurus eats him. Funnily enough, there's um, there was there was like an interview somewhere that that was one of the plans about how when they originally got off the island in the first movie, what's going to happen is the T-Rex was going to grab the ladder. Oh, I've heard that. And yeah. do that. So they brought it back in this one, but um, there's. A, it's so remember I, I said off mic before this that there's things that like Colin Trevorrow or other people have said behind the scenes to try to make the movie make more sense but it doesn't yeah tell me so the, this opening scene you're talking about the Adonis Rex you know the bones are there and they excavate the bones but the Mosasaurus is still alive and apparently it's been years since it's been able to eat anything yeah it's been three right? years what the fuck's it been eating I, I mentioned this so Here's the reasoning. And don't worry, it makes it dumber. <laughs> so there they said is that they didn't give the date on it, but that was only that was only supposed to be like a couple weeks after the shit went down. And then the rest of it takes place three years later, which makes you think, what the fuck was the Mosasaur doing in the ocean for three years? Yeah. With nobody recognizing it. <laughs> and the Indominus Rex was a fucking cartoon skeleton. <laughs> it was like we'd. I'd originally that had been originally what I was harping on was the fact that it was just a full-on skeleton, and that seemed too quick for three years of decomposition. And you were like, ah, three years in underwater. Like underwater but now it's been stuff. like 
a month <laughs> on top of that. So, like I said, it's like they try to they try to patch that issue, but it just it just makes it dumber when you think about it. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that you know they get the dinosaur, they get the Indominus Rex rib. Yeah. Don't slather it in barbecue sauce. They're using it for DNA stuff later. Yeah. And then it's revealed that there's a there's a what do we do about Isla Sor, uh, Isla Nublar? Yeah. So they they were just gonna leave the dinosaurs on the island, but oh no, Isla Nublar, 120 miles west of Costa Rica, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as we all know, uh, obviously, uh, is an active volcano. <laughs> <laughs> and uh they built it on an active <laughs> volcano what we're they saying... built not one park on an active volcano two. they built two I would like to see an alternate universe where Jurassic the events of Jurassic World 1 never happen but the whole theme park gets demolished while the volcano yeah. anyways <laughs> so I mean that that would happen. That would have happened. From yeah. the destruction seen in this movie, the whole island is destroyed. Or like, you know, the surface of it. Is if Jimmy had, if Jimmy had survived, he's not there anymore. No. <laughs> we we did we had a running joke while watching it that we wa- we really wanted Jimmy Buffett to still be there. <laughs> to still be there, and he had declared Margaritaville as a sovereign nation of <laughs> Isla a tribe of A tribe of park guests who were left over <laughs> from, from the first movie. <laughs> the aggression of Isla Nublar on the yeah. volcano will not provide... <laughs> Margaritaville will survive. These brutal attacks. They just tie Chris Pratt up. They're going to sacrifice him into the volcano to stop it. This is a much better... Okay. okay. We're saving this for how to make Fallen Kingdom better. I'll I'll pitch my Jimmy Buffett movie. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back to that at the end. So, uh, it's revealed. What do we do in this island? Because the dinosaurs are going to die from the volcano explosion if we don't do anything. So, you know, Congress... government made the decision that we should just let them die. Should just let them die because not, you know, re-extinct, or was it, I think it's re- Because re-extincted, there was one term for them. It was like- De-extincted creatures. Yes, de-extincted creatures don't have rights. They don't have the same rights as other endangered species. Yes, because, you know, without involvement, they literally would not be around. And- Which- I agree. (laughs) Listen- Government, you and I, we've had our differences. <laughs> we 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 don't always get along. Government, uh, yeah, yeah, I like abortions, and you don't. Uh, they should let the fucking dinosaurs die. They, yeah, they really should, because I can think of it. Legislation like, working for <laughs> us. Kill dinosaurs. Destroy them. I honestly, I'm in agreement, because think about this. Let's say in the, you know, in our actual world, they bring woolly mammoths back, right? Yeah. Woolly mammoths don't suddenly, like, yeah. they are not part of the ecosystem anymore. Yeah. If you throw them on fucking Greenland or something, or wherever, you know, their native hab- of northern Canada or whatever... Like, they're not gonna, like, they're gonna destroy things. 
Okay, we're going at too slow of a pace, so we're gonna. Okay, so we're gonna speed it up here. So yeah, so they, but that's the thing. The, so um, apparently, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard's character Claire has been since the park closed down working as a dinosaur rights advocate. Uh, yes, and she's losing the battle because the dinosaurs are going to be allowed to die. But then. John Hammond's mysterious partner, who we've never heard of before, uh, contacts her. And he and his weaselly, definitely not a bad guy, uh, assistant, mm. are like, Hey, why don't you go get Chris Pratt, Owen Grady himself, uh, and... Rescue some dinos. Yeah, we need Blue in particular, so we need him. Uh, and... Don't know why they need them. Honestly, they, they don't even use the skills to wrangle blue. They just shoot blue <laughs> with a dart. And then a gun. <laughs> yeah. It, so but, yeah, they get so, to the yeah, they get to the island with a couple other like IT guys, another one. And no one was like, it should have been the IT guy from the first movie. Yeah, it, it's just it's Justice Smith, uh, who, you know, is Detective Pikachu kid. Uh, but and it... It should have been Jake Johnson's character from the first movie. It clearly should have been. Like, it, maybe it was something where he wasn't available. Or something. Uh, yeah, but, but either way, so yeah, so thematically, it would have been fun to have him running around. Yeah, because he was so separate from everything else in the first one. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so they they go to the island. Chris Pratt's talked into it. Uh, mm. The Jurassic World, the the music part looks way better, run down and shitty. Yeah, <laughs> I really like it at being overgrown and everything. Yeah, I prefer that to the weird sleekness of the 2015 movie. Yeah. And so they, but yeah, so they're there with like a military team, a, a paramilitary, I think, actually, because like they're they're mm-hmm. not like it's not the U.S. government military, uh, mm-hmm. but like led by Ted Levine, because this movie is a character actor smorgasbord <laughs> for me. Ted Levine, Buffalo Bill himself, uh, as well as uh, the mysterious business partner is James Cromwell, mm. uh, Farmer Hoggett. Uh, oh, yeah. And we'll get to the third one. That that little freak I'm waiting to talk about <laughs> later. Uh, but, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, instantly, Ted Levine, as the military guy, betrays them all, tries to leave them for dead on the island. Why did they even bring them? Why? They didn't even use them. Like, they needed an IT guy to hack the computer system. That's it. That's all you need. that's all they used. And get all the baggage of these three additional people. But they're running in the island. Four additional. Or four, yeah. Because the the veterinarian. Yeah, the veterinarian girl, too. So, they're running. So, the volcano's going off. And they're like, we got blue, and it's like, it's, a, it's so dumb, but it's so fun. <laughs> is the volcano exploding, and Chris Pratt is like drugged, so he's like, oh, the cut, the fucking cut. <laughs> it's like he's in, he's just in the woods, and he's like trying to survive, at, like a dinosaur, like almost stepping on him. And yeah, the Triceratops goes, giving him a lick, like a, giving him a big sloppy uh, lick on his face, and then keeps running. And that's just the weirdest fucking cut. Because it, like, cuts to all of a sudden, magma is all around him. It goes from, like, there's no magma to, like, there's, like, one little, like, like magma rock hits close by to him kind of yeah. thing. And then there's a cut somewhere else, and it cuts back. And it's, like, everywhere. Yeah. It's, like, completely surrounded him. And the dude is, like, practically touching the lava. And yeah. he's just, like... <laughs> <laughs> 
<sighs> and this one and weird VFX thing where like a bubble popped. Yeah, and oh. it, it looks very. We Brandon made me like rewind it a bunch. Go uh, trying to figure out. It's like, is this dumb enough that it's like, oh, Chris Pratt, if he if he uh, you know ripped his hand away from the lava after it touched him, he'd be fine. Yeah. But it looked it looked like he his hand got covered in lava and then he like lifted it out and then like the sploing like. But after watching it a couple times, we realized no, they just put in a CGI lava bubble popping right where his hand is, right at the time it's going up. Which makes me think it's some some you know thing they had to cover for. Yeah. Where like he was gesturing to cut the shot or something. Yeah. Something like that. But um, but that happens, and then they're they're running off the island. Oh, and there's a whole thing where this like. I think it may be a Baryonyx. It's some, you know, carnivore, carnivore dinosaur looks a bit like a smaller Spinosaurus. Is chasing the IT guy and the and the redhead girl. And its head dips into <laughs> lava. <laughs> and it still tries to eat him. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, this is definitely... The monsterification has been completed. Yeah. It was already here, but like... It's being like, meat eaters will kill themselves trying to get to you. Yeah, because we get that again, because then, like, they go right from that scene to they're all, all of the crew is, like, running away from the lava as it's coming down, like, towards a cliff, and all the dinosaurs are stampeding around them, and, like... And the Carnosaurus stops running from the volcano to, to go get a little snack. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... No preservation instinct whatsoever. None. Until they like, need to be, like in the ending shot where like they're all in, together. Like God, in the first Jurassic Park, like the T Rex, you had attacked them, but like when it, like it had moments where it chose not to because it was mm. busy doing other stuff. Like when the T Rex attacked the Velociraptors at the end of the first movie, when it like picked yeah. them up and ate them, it didn't immediately go like, "No, I'm gonna get you." You know? Yeah, it was like it was stated. Like, it was like, yeah. I got a meal. You can go. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not quite a thing. Well, I guess at this point, the T-Rex isn't really a villain anymore. Is the T-Rex the hero of these movies? Starting with Jurassic World, possible. Okay. Because it takes out the, you know, it helps take out the Indominus Rex yeah. world. And it eats the sleazy business guy at the end of this one. Yeah. And, and it doesn't it do anything bad. Carnotaurus. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I guess it's a goodie? It's a good boy now? Okay, yeah. So, so anyway, sorry. Um, so they get, they're running. <laughs> it's so funny. Chris Pratt is, like, running from the fucking, like, smoke and lava. Yeah, and he's and not running dinosaurs. He's not running dinosaurs. And they're in the spinny ball from the first one. Yeah, the gyrosphere. And he's like... <laughs> and it's like that one meme of, like, images in the mirror closer than they appear. <laughs> and he's just still... He's just running behind them. Yeah, then he... Plunges in the water. Yeah, he saves them from drowning. Yeah, he gets... You know, they get off the island on the boat. And they realize the, um, the paramilitary guys are still getting the dinosaurs. Like, they're picking them up. Yeah. And they leave before the lava gets the rest of them. And, uh... We see a Brachiosaurus engulfed in the in the flames. Who is the, the one from the first movie? The one from the first movie, <laughs> who is now dead because like nothing could live on that island anymore. Yeah. Could you imagine fucking fifteen years from now, Jurassic Universe back on Isla Nublar? <laughs> this time it's gonna work. Yeah. So, anyways, um, they get off the island, and 
like this movie is is two like huge things. It's the island in the volcano, and it's the um, John Hammond's mansion. Yeah, it's like these are the big two set pieces of the whole movie. Yeah, so then they they smuggle off the island and they have a scene where they're trying to where we don't know why yet, but they are getting blood out of a uh, out of a drug T Rex, which is mm. practical. It is a good practical effect. Uh, and it's just like how half awake and like moving its head around and causing complications. And Chris Pratt has, in the most dumb and a not fun way, in shot of the movie, jumps through its jaws, barely making it out. And just, yeah, it's dumb. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so then we're at the mansion stuff now. We're at the mansion stuff, which is more fun. Or like the volcano one is so good. And it's like crazy entirety, but in terms of like actually, oh, these are pretty cool things, like set piece things. Yeah, mansion. I like the mansion one more. It's just the absurdity of it. Yeah, so the mansion. Uh, so at the mansion, uh, we turns out we meet the Weasley business, the Weasley assistant. He's not a good guy. <gasps> what? No. Yeah. And we he meets with a shady. Expensive black market auctioneer, mm. played by Toby Jones, Dobby the house elf himself. Wow, God, and he's Man. Dobby's he's, been looking good lately. Have you seen? Damn, you, you said, saw those Gucci ads for him <laughs> in, in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Damn, he really. They're not Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chippendales. Damn, he really <laughs> said suffrage for me, but not for thee. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So, um... Master's given Dobby a dinosaur. Dobby is free! <laughs> Master's given Dobby a sock. Now Dobby can enslave other beings. <laughs> <laughs> but they're alive, like me. Oh my god. <gasps> so the girl... So, so the... John Hammond's assist... Uh, John Hammond's partner guy has a granddaughter. She's like... But does he? Question mark. She's, she, she's like nine-ish. Because he doesn't. Because she's... A clone of his dead daughter, and cloning her is what caused the rift between between John Hammond and him, which raises a couple of questions. One, how old is that girl? The original Jurassic Park is in 1993. Yeah. And this rift must have happened before the original Jurassic Park movie. And so... I would like... Oh, God, that leads to some horrifying things. Like, what if she's not the first... Oh no! Oh, what? If, oh God! What if it? What if it's some setup where it's like, she lives to twelve, and then done. Like he only, like he only wants the idyllic, like I'm a young child granddaughter. Good children follow orders. Like that. Ah, oh, there, there, there's so many gross implications of that. Yeah, got okay, but yeah, so yeah, so that's anyways. the thing. So we can put that aside. She doesn't really yes. matter besides that. But the part and what's the, gonna the, happen at the end. But yeah, yeah, so the partner guy, uh, John Hammond's partner, he's wearing. He is pretty much the exact same stuff as John Hammond does in Lost World. He's wearing like the red, the red like bathrobe. He's got he's, the alcohol he's still dispenser. Butt he's still yeah. butt chugging those IVs. Yeah. So, but yeah, so uh, he call he he calls his Weasley assistant out on being like, "Hey, 
You're selling dinosaurs. In my own house? How could you? Why don't you go crap <laughs> okay, that wait, 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 wait. Please, I need to break this down. <laughs> you can do this one. I'll okay, thank you. you. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> so, the assistant guy gets called in. And... Not John says, how could you do this in my own home? You know, like, you're, this is illegal, this is immoral, this is terrible. You know, you should call the police yourself, and then maybe they'll have some sympathy for you. Take the phone. (laughs) And it cuts to the shot of, and you're like, okay, where's the phone? And, you know, it's a landline, it's like a wireless landline, it's not a cell phone. It is a wireless landline, face up. That has been gingerly placed. <laughs> direct center. Direct, direct center on a pillow on top of a chair. Which can only assume that to be the super passive aggressive, not John, got out of his hospital bed, <laughs> waddled over to the, his phone, <laughs> took his phone, waddled over to his, realized, oh, I need a pillow, yeah. waddled over to his bed, grabbed a pillow, a medium-sized pillow to... F- to perfectly fit the the um you know yeah. the structure the furniture and he waddled over again and then gingerly placed it in the middle and the assistant guy smothers him to death with it. <laughs> okay, I need to tell you something I just uncovered. It's not plot related, okay. but it's very important and kind of funny based on what we were talking about this morning before recording. Yes. So the maid Iris who. Mm-hmm. Takes care of the clone girl. Yes. Is played by Geraldine Chaplin, the daughter of Charlie Chaplin. Damn. (laughs) We were talking about Charlie Chaplin earlier, because I was talking about the history of silent film, specifically Chaplin's innovations with sound. Doesn't really matter for this episode. Just funny. Uh, I'll do that rant one day on here. Uh, Yeah, probably when we get a movie I don't care about. Maybe I'll do it for Dominion. Who knows? Okay, yeah. Yes, so she gets smothered, and the the granddaughter of the the clone sees this and goes, oh no, and like runs in the elevator chute, whatever. And um, the auction starts. Yeah. We gotta break down this auction a little bit. So, I would estimate the operating costs of this whole thing of this massive global operation by a paramilitary force to grab dinosaurs with helicopters, maintain their health and well being, travel like halfway around, like, you know, a good distance, yeah. thousands of miles to get them there. Get them there. Continue to protect, you know, keep them secure. Yeah. Translate them discreetly to this underground facility. It's gotta be at least a couple billion dollar operation. Exactly. Right? This easily is over a billion dollars. For all of this setup, and easily over a billion. And they're selling 11 dinosaurs. At, and they're selling them at... Like... Like... 10... They, they consider 10 million great... Like, their best one is $28 million a dinosaur. Not counting the operating costs of having a fully functional lab yeah. that, um, Mr. That Dr. Dr. Henry Wu, Wu. Yeah, Henry Wu. Who has gone from a 30-second role in the first one to being the weird architect of evil. <laughs> yes. In these. 
So that whole research operation is definitely hundreds of more millions of dollars. And what we're saying is this dino auction is not a sustainable business model. It makes, like, they seem very happy with making, like, what seems like... Like $120 million was, like, the, yeah. f- the biggest number I saw for their final yeah. like, gross payments. Like, how much they got total. And it's like, you guys are very much, <laughs> very much losing money here. Because you also think on top of that... They're not going to be making more dinosaurs for a while. Like the like the Endoraptor, this is the reveal, the Endoraptor's yeah. being made. Yeah. But like, that's they're not making Ankylosaurus oh, or other dinosaurs. So, eight yeah. minutes. Okay, so, yeah, so anyways, massive loss of my, so, uh... The Endoraptor escapes. Endoraptor escapes, obviously. Does kills Ted Levine, kills Toby Jones, real quick. You know, Chris Pratt, the whole gang's there. They're all running away from the, the big Endoraptor. Very fun set design, very cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, eventually, there's a fight in which Blue and the Endoraptor uh, fight on top of a giant uh, glass ceiling. And then and they break the glass. Blue, our feminist icon, because <laughs> she is the lead and she is a woman, for the first time in Jurassic Park history. Boom. She breaks the glass ceiling and kills the Endoraptor by going by down. By <laughs> she shatters it downwards. Becoming only... a trad wife is the only way to kill dinosaurs. No. <laughs> <laughs> so she shatters it downwards. Uh, and it the Endoraptor lands on like a on the triceratops horns of yeah. the, the bones of the fossil one. And it's dead. Kills it. Yay! We think the movie's over. And then they're like, but the dino- all the dinosaurs that have been captured. There's poison pumping in, and... They're it, gonna it, die! The ventilation system was destroyed when Blue jumped from an explosion. <laughs> and then they're, <laughs> they're like... They're all gonna die. And everyone's like, they should probably die. But then, if the choices are them die, or integrating them into human society, they should die. But then the little right. clone yeah. girl presses the, the button, button, she looks at them the and says, open. They're alive. Like, like me. me. And so they all escape. They kill the Weasley guy on the way out. Uh, yeah. And then... Oh, fuck. We didn't talk about the gun. Okay, so there's a... So, the Endoraptor, a multi... Like, hundreds of millions of dollars, I'm sure, to build it, to create this thing, yeah. is... They have the show off the Endoraptor. Is they have a they have a uh, a gun looking thing that has a red laser that comes out of it. And when you hit a button, the red laser that's pointing at a guy, the Endoraptor attacks the guy. Right. So what we're getting out of this. If is you've they, got a de- gun like device, device with a red light, a direct sight on someone, that you have to then pull a trigger to to kill. <laughs> I you think just a, made an expensive gun. You just made a worse gun because <laughs> you'd have to transport like with a gun, with a normal gun. You don't have to fucking put a cage around your gun. You don't have to hire security to protect your. And gun. when you're not using the gun, the gun doesn't try and kill you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like. They just made a worse gun. Okay, so then... So, yeah, the dinosaurs escape, and there's a whole big thing about, oh, dinosaurs. They're now we in now the real have world. To, yeah, yeah, we now have to deal with dinosaurs in the real world. Yeah, it ends with a shot of Blue looking over, like, a suburban uh, fucking... One of those fucking, you know, model hometown kind of things. And, yeah, so that's how things end. Uh, oh, we didn't watch the end credits scene. 
It looks like it's just the di- it's just some pterosaurs on the Eiffel on Vegas. Yeah, the Vegas Eiffel. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that's that's okay. the movie. Uh, okay, quick pitches. We gotta make these like elevator pitches of. We gotta just elevator pitch it. What would we do for these move for for to make this movie better? Uh, yeah. You wanna go first? They get. Oh man, this is okay. <laughs> the only improvement I would make in this movie, if we're going with, the, I'm going with the fun and dumb angle. Yes. The girl, the clone, is part raptor. They put a raptor in that girl. <laughs> they put a raptor in that girl. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's the that's the so blue is down for the count. Blue's down for the count. He's not going to make it. And they're like, you know, in the scene, they try to use the gun and the yeah. floss, you know. The Indoraptor. Is it Indoraptor? Yeah. Indoraptor. Indoraptor. Doesn't quite make it through. And they're like, oh no, we're going to do it. And the little girl claws out. (laughs) Jumps on the Indoraptor. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. And then they're like, and then Wu was like, you didn't think I had a backup plan? That is, that's it. Dino-human hybrids, finally, in the Jurassic series. (laughs) Okay, so my pitch is once again that a Jimmy Buffett-led group group of left-behinds from the first Jurassic World are on the island, and and they cause hijinks for everyone as they try and solve the volcano problem (laughs) by sacrificing... Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard into <laughs> into the volcano. Jimmy Buffett has become convinced that, that if he sacrifices the two he finds responsible for these for the destruction of this island, then the volcano, the volcano will end. It will be sated. Yes, and, and then there's... just we like he's out he's out there in the like Chris Pratt's out in the woods. And we start hearing some like, some like Congo. Yeah, it goes. Nibbling on sponge cake. Watching the sun bake. All those tourists covered with oil. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. Yes. It's dozens, dozens of tourists. Now fully converted to the cult of Margarita Phil. <laughs> they just like first it's a scene of just like out of nowhere Chris Pratt just gets like hogtied by a bunch of feral middle-aged men <laughs> and just with and he's like brought before them and the bongos are going the whole time. Old line of bongos. <laughs> And Jimmy Buffett on a throne of skulls <laughs> sits sipping at a margarita. These are, I'm the only one allowed any of these left. <laughs> All that was left to drink was no, there's no clean fresh water on this island. All that is left for us to drink are margaritas. <laughs> margarita mix. <laughs> This truly has become a Margaritaville. <laughs> the end. That's it. Yeah, that's, that, I want to leave it there. Okay. So, Fall Kingdom. Very. I had. It was super dumb. I had. I fun with it. I am cautiously hoping that Fall that Dominion 
is more Fallen Kingdom than original world. We'll like, the premise, like, how this ends is dinosaurs and humans now have to cooperate. Or, like, have yeah. to do this. Which is a dumb, fucking crazy, wild, buck wild concept. It has to at least be, in like, fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, at least it, it it's, can't be boring. Not yeah. that it would. For that fucking buck wild of an idea. Awesome. So I'm excited for that, and tune in next week where we're going to talk about Dominion. We'll see you next time, baby. I'm going to go buy some popcorn. Woo, catch you then.